We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Hello, and welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I am half of your hosts, Jess. My pronouns are she, her. I am the other half of your hosts. My name is Sam. My pronouns are they, them. This is a podcast where we talk about ghosts and cryptids and strange, weird stuff. And then at the end, we give you some education, some marijuana education to take with you on your journey of life. (laughs) Your journey through life. Really makes you think. Really makes you shink. How you doing? Uh, I ate my soup too fast. Oh no. So now I'm gassy. <laughs> Besides that, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Okay. Good. I'm already looking forward to having Thursday off of work due to the foot of snow that we're supposed to be getting. Oh yeah. Good thing we went grocery shopping today. That shit. Shit. Yeah, I should go tomorrow. I would huh? do that tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. Perfect. uh, (laughs) Great. Nothing like being at home in the middle of a snowstorm and having no food. Unless you have ramen noodles. If you have ramen noodles, you're set. Yeah, we have have plenty of ramen. We have plenty of rice and beans. Like, we would live, but would we really? We would live, but we wouldn't live. (laughs) Well, Thursday should be nice then. Yeah. Sit around and do nothing all day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I hope you guys don't lose power or anything. Um, I also hope not so I can play Minecraft. Yeah. And then um, I'm also very excited to take Ruben out into the snow. Oh, because oh, the puppy. She's only seen like dustings up until this point and like doesn't really understand it. So like... A foot of snow? She's gonna lose her little doggy mind. It's gonna be like her in the water all over again. Yeah. She's gonna I, freak out. I can't wait. She's gonna be like prancing around. Yeah. It's gonna be really cute. You better get a video of that. We will. We got a GoPro okay. specifically. Perfect. Yes. And that's all pretty much going on in my life. Well, your hair looks great. Thank you. I cut You're myself welcome. bangs. They look very nice. 
Thank you. You're officially an influencer now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was I was thinking. I was like, man, I'm like a cross between Amy B and uh Malice McMunn. Oh wow, <laughs> yes, true. Holy shit. Yeah, you've got like the like the side shaves. Yeah, the, the side shaves yeah. and the bangs. Looks great. I love it. And I understand the appeal of the sideburns now. Mm-hmm. Because Nick hates the sideburns. Um <laughs> Is he like shaking his head at you or something? Yeah. Oh. Um <laughs> Because, like, yeah, I could see why that would look cute with the bangs and the shaved sides. and Yeah, yeah. I like a little bit of just, like, stuff yeah. on the side. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll think about that. All right. One of these yeah. days. One of these days. <laughs> we'll try it out. <laughs> maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But maybe at some point. Oh, man, my undercut is growing back in, and I'm considering, now that I can put it up again, I can officially put it up in a ponytail. Now that I can put it up again, I'm thinking about doing this one side. Oh yeah, so. dude. You didn't we weren't friends in college when I had the when I had the side shave, were we? Um That was my freshman year of college. I yeah, did the side shave. It, I feel like it had mostly grown back in when I met you. Yeah. yeah. Thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. It's a good idea, honestly. I fully support it. So how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Last week was shitty. Yes. Let's see. I'm trying to think about. I like don't even remember most of what hap- what's happened in the last week. Same. <laughs> That's why I had nothing to talk about. I'm like, it's gone. It's gone. A lot of nothing going on. I don't know. Today was good. Jeff and I, like I said, we went grocery shopping, which was not super great, but it's nice to have good food, snacks. Yeah, snacks. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty much it. I'm okay, though. I don't know. I've been sleeping a lot. It's just a whole lot of boredom. So yeah, I feel like, you know, the last week was garbage, but now I feel like I'm on the up and up. Yeah, man, I was just thinking how I'm so glad. I'm like, I feel like I've been holding it together like pretty well through the winter so far. And I was like, oh, man, the fucking equinox is next or the whatever the fuck you call it, is next week. So the longest day of the year is next week. And then it starts to get long again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. great. That's great. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. Because that's always a good turning point. I feel like January and February are normally pretty okay for me. So. Yeah. I've really got to get through November and December are usually pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're halfway through December. So we're almost there. We have Yule coming up next week, and then Christmas, if that's a thing, and then New Year's, which I actually really like New Year's, so I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Probably something. Probably something. Yes. Yes. Definitely something. (laughs) (laughs) I will do a single thing on Uh, that day. Just one. (laughs) Just one thing. One. All right. Well, do you want to see something funny? (laughs) I have something really funny to show you. I do. Okay. So, have you checked our email recently? Uh, I was definitely on it yesterday, and I didn't see a thing, so. Okay. So, if you (laughs) are able, I would recommend that you check our email right now. There's a recent email that is starred. The title is, Hello. Hello. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, we got an email from a... uh, a flat earther. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's what they said. They said, we're I'm a flat earther. Well, their email is flat earther podcast. Yes. So. Yeah. 
So that's interesting. The Flat Earth Podcast. We've never talked about Flat Earth at all. No, we haven't. They just thought we were just weird enough, which is pretty funny. I thought that was interesting. So I messaged Tim Banal and I said, do you know anything about this person? Because Tim Banal went to a Flat Earth conference. He knows some of the people and... He was like, well, why don't I just come on your podcast and talk about it? Wow. Fuck yeah. I just thought that was really good. Uh, apparently it's Chris- very good. Yeah. Apparently Chris also got a very similar or the same email. It kind of looks like it's like copied and pasted. Right, right. And they just- Yep. Uh, so. They just put your podcast in it. Oh, that's so good, dude. So we've, we have officially made it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have nothing to say about Flat Earth, though. <laughs> I do, and I think that's why I may want to cover it, but at the same time, I'm not sure if I want to touch that. Can't touch it. Maybe maybe we'll let Tim talk about that. I think that would yeah. be good. And we can just react. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. I will ask him about that again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, man. So that that's was fun. so good. And checking my e- checking our email today and seeing that. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Chris told me that he got that email, and I was like, oh, man, that's, like, that's like pretty hilarious. Like, you've officially made it, dude. Like, you're getting emails from these people. And then I got on our email later, and I saw the email, and I was like, I got one, too! Holy shit. <laughs> this is so weird. It is very weird. How, why? How? What? Like, you're, you're emailing <laughs> someone to get on their podcast. Uh huh. Like I feel like that's so weird. Like, hey, let me come on your show, and you're like, I mean, we is have that like normal. <sighs> so I feel like we ask people to come on our. Yeah, show. Yeah, that's the thing. We've said a couple of times, like, oh, you know, we're okay with, or you know, we do have guests, and we've said a couple of times, like, like we want people to come on our show, and we do. But I don't, I don't know. I just think that like it's very obvious to me that they don't listen to our show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, which like I don't I don't want to sit here and be like we don't agree with that, so I don't want to entertain it because I would love to entertain it. I would. But at the same time, we're very picky about who we have on the show. If you yeah. haven't noticed, we've had our friends on the show and that's pretty much it. So, <laughs> yes. So that's just something for you to ponder on for a little bit, for you to just think about. I am going to need some time to process that. Oh my god. You are. I know a little bit about flat earth, and I'm just like... It just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. That's why it would be a good topic. It's just... 100. Also, we are <clears throat> very inclusive on this podcast. Yes. I feel like if this person is the way I think that they would be, we would just not get along, and I'm not really into having someone with those kind of values on our show either. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All anyway, right. I uh, I'm very excited for you to tell me a story this week because it's been a couple of weeks and I've done nothing but talk, and I'm ready to not. Great. Well, this story is not very long. <laughs> that is okay. And it also is a throwback to one of your previous topics throwback okay 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 um not the same but you'll see it's connected it's connected so uh oh i actually took notes wow proud of me i am although it is not always required no but for this one it definitely was 
just because what I'm going to be talking about comes from Japan, and oh. I definitely needed to read over the names a couple of times because I didn't want to fuck them up. That's very responsible of you. Thank you. Oh, shit. Speaking of responsibility, how much water have you drank today? <laughs> I just finished my third bottle of water today. Wow. And I'm on my fourth. Nice. I'm a thirsty boy. Well done. Thank I'm you. I'm also a thirsty boy, except for <laughs> this is all I've drank. Oh, like, no. <laughs> probably a quarter of a bottle. It's been a rough day. It's okay. We went grocery man. shopping. I didn't bring water, and all they had at the grocery store that was cold was Dasani, and I hate Dasani. That's fair. All right. Anyway. Okay. So, there is a lake in <gasps> Japan Okay. on the north island of Hokkaido, and it's called Lake Kusharo. It is also located within Akan National Park, which is kind of cool. So, this place is... In a national park. Neat. So the name derives from a Ainu word. And I I think the Ainu are the native people to the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been around for like a really fucking long time. And this fucking lake has been around for a really fucking long time. Because it was formed in the crater of a volcano. So Ooh. it is a caldera lake. Nice. I love those. We used to have, We I used to go to one of those in New Mexico. It it's really like cool. pretty cool. So it's actually the biggest lake of its kind in Japan, as well as the sixth largest lake overall. So it's a big fucking lake. It is also the largest lake that completely freezes over in the winter. Wow. Okay. Like the largest lake in the world that completely freezes over the or no, in that area in japan and yeah japan. okay which is very cool that is very cool so does that mean it's just like not super deep or like i don't know i don't know like the science of like what freezes and what doesn't i don't, I know. don't know i have no idea it is fresh water and there's also um an island in the middle of it Ooh. and it just kind of like chills out uh, <laughs> neat it is 57 kilometers around or 35 miles so the perimeter and at its deepest point it is 117.5 meters or 385 feet whoa okay so that's pretty fucking deep it's a pretty fucking big lake dude yeah yeah so uh, the greatest thing about this is that because it um, is formed in an old volcano, the gases that the volcano leach basically make the lake water uninhabitable. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so the water is very acidic, and there's like two species of fish that were like, they live like not in the lake, but like where it like... There's, like, some rivers and some inlets and stuff and, like, where the water mixes. There's, like, fish that live there. Yeah, where the water isn't, like, fucking toxic to them, probably. Yeah, but uh, the Japanese people artificially introduced rainbow trout to the lake, which now have a thriving population um, because oh. they're just naturally resistant to acidic water. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It is also home to hot springs and sand beaches where the sand is always warm because it's like heated 
by the volcano, which is... That sounds amazing. That sounds incredible. That sounds... I would... Oh it's, my god. I would give so many things to just fucking lay on the sand. Yeah. So, now we know everything that there is to know about this lake. Neat. So, we're gonna talk about what lives in it. Besides rainbow trout. Besides rainbow trout. So, this cryptid is called Kushi. And <gasps> after Lake Kusharo. Okay, okay, okay. I see. Uh, yes, going along with the trend. We've got Champ from Lake Champlain. Kushi. Nessie. Nessie. Connie. <laughs> I, wow, yes. I really like Kushi, though. Yeah, it's so Kushi. And I love that. I love that. So, this story was like mind-blowing to me for some reason i'll let you know um okay 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 okay. so kushi is reported at being between 10 and 20 meters long so 30 to 60 feet okay and is most commonly cited as being dark brown it has a long neck and humps on its back the head of the creature looks like a horse only larger with silver eyes, and is sometimes described as having two protrusions like a giraffe on top. So, so this got guy's got like horns. Th- yes, like, but nice. He like doesn't really have like legs or anything. This is like more of like um, a big snake. Yeah, Ooh. like a really weird big snake, horse snake. It's also reported to make. Weird grunting or clicking noises. Same. Um, that's interesting. Okay. And people who see the creature felt distinctly uneasy, disturbed, or like icky, like gross seeing it. They're oh. like, wow, that is, that's like, ugh, 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 ugh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's not very nice. Yeah. Rude. Um, rude. <laughs> there have been like, legends of some sort of creature in the lake um all the way back to the native people who lived there like said that there was like a giant snake in the lake snake in the lake snake in the lake but um none of like the native snakes could like get as big as this creature so okay so that's something and that then is also something. <laughs> Okay, so the the legend has been around for a while, um, but basically people started reporting sightings in the 70s. Um, so the first reported sighting was in 1974, and someone 70s took 70s were wild. Someone took a video of a large creature moving at breakneck speeds across the water. Does the photo still exist? No. Of course not. Okay. Later that same year... <laughs> A group of 15 people reported seeing a large, triangular, oblong creature with shiny skin moving under the water alongside their speedboat. And they were, like, blasting around. Weird. Okay. So, like, something very distinct about this creature is that it's, like, fucking fast. It, like, races boats, like, frequently. Well, for a cryptid. (laughs) Often enough for it to, like, have a name. Yeah, so 
there's like a few sightings and it like got pretty hyped up in the 70s. Um, and then in 1988, Mr. Takashi Murata was riding in a speedboat. And reported being paced by a large animal at a distance of 15 meters away, which he described as having a dark back. So, like, that's, like, that dark brown color. And it kind of looks like a dolphin. Like a brown dolphin. But also, it was 15 meters away. And the animal, like, paced with him, like, around the lake, like, a couple times. That's creepy. And then just, like, went back down. Yeah. Interesting. So, those are all, like, the speed, speedy, speedy cushy. Speedy cushy. So, the other sightings. Speedy boy. Most of them, like I said, were in the 70s. So, um, a group of 40 middle school students on a field trip, as well as their teacher, reported spotting the creature, and it was, like, just off the shore. And they, like, described it as having, like, the head of, like, a horse and, like, a long body. Weird. The horse head thing is so strange. Yeah. Another time, Mr. Wada, a farmer who sighted a large dark animal with several humps along its back, like, coming out of the water. Yeah. And, like, he, like, just, like, stood on the shore and, like, watched this thing for a while and then it just, like... Made like a big a big splash and like disappeared. Weird. And the whole entire time he's sitting there being like, presumably yes. So <laughs> weird because all of these sightings happened in the seventies. It got like a lot of attention, and it actually culminated in an active search for the animal. Uh huh. So for one month in September of 1974, TV crews, boats equipped with fish finding sonar, and teams of divers explored the lake. Keep in mind, this is 1974. Uh huh. So, yeah, the boats with sonar reported finding like large things at depths of 15 to 20 meters and supposedly a tv crew from the hokkaido broadcasting company actually managed to catch footage of the alleged creature ew there's no footage though for us to see yeah of course yeah of course not so apparently (laughs) oh so that's the problem that i have with this thing is that it's like so many people have said they've taken pictures or videos and stuff and like n- where are they they're like just no gone. one has them like it, they were like being like actively like reported on up until like 2002 and there's been like a few sporadic sightings like relatively recently as well weird so yeah that's not that's not very <sighs> convincing <clears throat> i don't know i i mean like we've talked about the other ones being like logs or like huge branches or something but like the fact that it's like pacing a boat is like creepy yes so could it be like a school of fish that is one of the theories okay basically like they're pretty sure anytime that they've seen like the triangular shape or like the sparkling it's just like a school of rainbow trout and because they are so large like yeah you can see like bits of them pop out of the water at like length so that's kind of one of the predominating theories and then 
So there's also tons of sulfur in the water, and the conditions are not ideal for fish. We already mm-hmm. discussed that. And the conditions, like, in the lake aren't exactly what a creature could, like, thrive in. Yeah. So it definitely, like, limits food supply for a large animal, but, like, there is the possibility that, like, such a large animal animal would be an herbivore anyways. Yeah. That is whatever. And there's plenty of, like, plant growth and shit. Okay. I was gonna ask that. I was like, does the, like, like have a decent amount of, like, plants and shit? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Plus, there's, like, an island in the middle of the lake that has yeah. copious plant life. Plant life. So, the commonly reported horse shape of the head could just be a horse or a deer (laughs) but what okay i mean because i guess if it's close enough to shore like they can swim but yeah so like i mean like say a horse goes into the water and it's like fairly large so it has to like go up to here but like you can like up to their shoulder and then you can like kind of see like their back coming out of the water still. Uh-huh. And I don't I don't know how shallow the lake is up until a certain point, you know? Yeah, but wouldn't you look at that and be like, that's a horse or like that's a deer? I don't know, like what I don't okay. I mean, especially if it's like regular horse size. Not like yeah, 30 I mean, to if it was like feet. far away, or like the sun was hitting it weird, you know, like <laughs> I guess so. If reflections, it was pa- like are if it was pacing weird. a boat underwater, <laughs> it's just like swimming. It's just dooting. <laughs> okay. And then the other prevailing theory is that it's just made up. It's just like a hoax to boost tourism because <clears throat> the. The tourism agency in that region built a statue of Kushi and built it Ooh. to look exactly like the Loch Ness monster, hmm. despite not have ever been described as like looking like that. You know? Okay, I mean, because everyone's always said that it looks like a big snake with like humps on its back, and like true, it doesn't have like the big long neck. The horse head thing matches up because some people say the Loch Ness monster has like a horse head. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the big long neck or anything, or like the flippers. Like people say it like has like fins or something. Yeah, like no one like a plesiosaur, but like yes. not yeah. So there's like I sent you a link. Ooh, so a link. if you go all the way down to the bottom of the page, there are the pictures. Gucci. Oh, it does have the big long neck. In these pictures, I have no idea, man. I mean, the the descriptions, I think, are similar enough to where, like, could probably go either way. The yeah. giraffe The giraffe horns, I don't see, though. Where are those? I don't know. I guess they weren't photographed. Boo. But, like, the, the fucking picture of the statue kills me, because that statue is just like, what It's Yeah, fuck? it's it's pretty... Mids. <sighs> yeah, it is pretty mids. It looks like it's made of, like, paper mache, and it's very obviously made it in parts and then assembled it later. Yeah. It's very... <laughs> mm. Anyways. Mm. Yeah. So, that is another wonderful, like, cryptid to add to our arsenal. 
Wow. I like just really, I was like not sure if I was going to do it, but I was like, how the fuck did people take so many pictures, but there are no pictures? So I just wanted to rant about it. Fucking disappearing evidence bullshit. Yep. Yep. Those those pictures are pretty cool, cool though. Like wherever those came from. Yeah, I don't. From, it, I like neat. one. Couldn't find a lot of sources. Yeah. So I use like Wikipedia to learn information about the lake itself, and then there's a cryptid wiki, um, and Kushi's on there. Nice. I like Kushi. I like Kushi. Giant weird <laughs> snake thing. Yeah. With giraffe Giant weird horns. snake horse thing with giraffe horns. Yes. And also humps on its back. Humps on its back. I love them. Okay. So, are you ready for weed stuff? Yeah, man. All right. I broke out my science issue of High Times again. Oh, and great. I decided I wanted to uh, read part of the article on mutant cannabis. Wow. Okay. What is it and how do I get some? So, how do I start this? It says that, uh, just like human beings, in rare instances, cannabis plants can receive too many or too few DNA strands, which causes them to mutate in early development. A simplified way of thinking about this is the case of a four-leaf clover, which is caused either by a mutation or by a recessive gene. There is approximately one four-leaf clover per 10,000 three-leaf clovers in the wild. Wow. Pretty crazy. In a relatively similar manner, several types of mutations can occur in a cannabis, albeit rarely when the plants form. This can lead to different shapes that are so mutated they might not even be recognizable. Let's take a look at these mutations and how they look on a cannabis plant. So um, I will try and post some of these pictures so that people can go and look at them if I can. But it says that cannabis normally has two leaves or secondary branches per node. Oh my god, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Whorled philotaxis occurs when three or more leaves or secondary branches form at a node. Polyploidy happens when the plant's parental genetic information is duplicated, so the plant has twice as many DNA chains as normal, in some cases even more. In extremely rare cases, albinism has been reported, which results in pure white cannabis. Wow. These plants appear to be bleached from lighting, but they are in fact albino. (laughs) Which is crazy. Uh, there are plenty of other mutation types in cannabis that have been stabilized for sale on the market. These plants can produce stringy flowers, such as the legendary mutant phenotype Dr. Grinspoon, named after Dr. Lester Grinspoon, father of Dr. Peter Grinspoon. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is either. Um, Dr. Grinspoon scenes can be purchased from Barney's Farm based in Amsterdam. So if you're one of our listeners from Amsterdam... I guess you can get that there. But now I'm curious as to who this guy is. Okay, yeah, wait, what was his name I'm going to look that up. Dr. Grinspoon, father of Dr. Dr. Lester Grinspoon, father of Dr. Peter Grinspoon. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's so weird looking. The Dr. Grinspoon yeah. strain? Yeah. Are you looking at a picture that looks like this one? No, dude. Okay. The ones online are way more wild. Okay, I'll go look at it. Alright, so I guess people should Google this. This is a mutation. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. It's called foxtailing. Weird. Have you seen foxtailing? 
it's kind of similar, but they like grow, stack up like a cattail kind of. Oh, weird. It says Lester Grinspoon was an American psychiatrist best known for his long tenure as an associate professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. He concurrently served as a senior psychiatrist at the Massachusetts Mental Health Center in Boston, Massachusetts for 40 years. Wow. Local. Local. So that's one of them. You should look up pictures of that. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's very cool. If we ever get to go back to Amsterdam. We oh, man. I've never been. I want to go. Ah, we need to go. I want to go so bad. Okay. Um. So weird. Alien. Alien weird. Yes. Ugh, I don't like it. It gives me, like, tryptophobia. Lester Grinspoon. Let's see. Other mutants provide decent yields, such as Freak Show, which frequently sells out in both feminized and regular form before being restocked. The Ducksfoot phenotype doesn't even smell like cannabis, according to some reports, as it's not necessarily impressive in potency. Ducksfoot is often crossed with other phenotypes for commercial purposes, and it's readily available in Europe as well. It produces bud that is 18 to 20% THC. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Holy crap. That's crazy. So I think the stuff that we get, the stuff that we get from the dispensary is normally like what? Maybe like like seven. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. There are also plenty of other mutant varieties such as the Australian plant Dizzy. However, some of these phenotypes are reported to have some disappointing characteristics. Yeah, so I would look up, I don't know what ducks, I'm going to look up duck's foot. I don't know what duck's foot looks like. There's also one called Freak Show that I want to look up. Oh, weird. The duck's foot, literally, the, the leaves look like a duck foot. Wow. It looks like the three-toed footprint from Hellier. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it a freak show? Oh, that one's weird, too. Yeah, these are crazy. These are all so weird. Um, let me see if there's more. Oh, apparently, freak show has very low THC levels. It looks like a lot of this information comes from Humboldt Seed Company, is who they talked to. <clears throat> Just have like a crazy amount of like mutant seeds and stuff, mutant plants. Interesting. This has been very interesting. I gotta look up albino weed. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, there's one called Blueberry Muffin. Ooh. So there's this guy named, who is he? Who are you? There's a guy named Matt Pennington, who I think works for that seed company, who said that in the 1990s, the formula for breeding was simple. Create healthy genetics and preserve them in seed form. Community trends such as the purple craze hadn't quite, ha hadn't quite ha yet happened. Strain names were practically non-existent. All of a sudden, people wanted pounds of a at a time. What we don't like from growing from seed is that we don't have a lot of consistency. We have different phenotypic expressions through our field of medical cannabis, and we really like it if the seeds were uniform. So that's what happened at our adolescence as a company. Since then, we've developed all these tools to help us create genetics that are uniform enough. Now it's even more refined with target target cannabinoid levels, phenotypes, etc. I call it making it our dreamotypes. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense, though. So yeah, these guys just like fuck around with seeds and- That's sick. And they turn out looking really weird. So yeah, look up mutant weed and look up some of those uh, weird types if you want to see some weird stuff. Yeah, definitely. And this has been Your Weed on Weird. Your Weed on Weird. <laughs>
ever seen a weed on weird? Well, thank you for the cushy story. You're welcome. My new sea snake buddy. I love them. I love them. Cushy forever. Cushy forever. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us at our website at yourbrainonweird.squarespace.com, where you can find all of our social media links and links to where to listen to our episodes and where to donate to us to help us grow the show and so on and so forth. Also, if you have time, the only thing I want for Yule is for you (laughs) to leave an Apple podcast review. That's all I want. Okay. I would appreciate that. Oh, and uh, on our website, you can also find the Moth Pit Network links where you can find all of the other podcasts that are within our network. If you want to check out some cool new shows, we've got a lot of um, fun stuff coming out from a lot of different people, and I'm really excited. Me too. And I think that's it. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening, and uh, I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. This has been Your Brain on Weird. Goodbye. Goodbye.